Okay. We're on. Do you want to do it? Is this going to be a welcome back official intro one? I guess so. Um, We've got the Ezra one as well, haven't we? Yeah, we Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to do the thing? What is it? Um, You know, I always forget. There was a fella named Dan armed with a mic and a record in his hand With his buddy James and we'd yarn for days About all the killer music heard across the land So they made a podcast of their own design And lo and behold, it was a mission to find the good, the bad, and the LP Hey, hey, welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The LP A music podcast where currently I'm sitting in James's Living room. We haven't even done the introductions, but I'm Dan. I'm sitting right here with the person I always talk to, James. <laughs> with the person who always talk to you. Sound very disappointed by that. <laughs> a little bit defeatist, but uh... I know. One day we'll just uh, switch it up with a random person, but just say it's James with different voice, different outlook, and just an imposter. Yeah, just an imposter, but just don't acknowledge that it's not actually me. Just yeah, just keep it, keep it like that. <laughs> That'd be funny. But the reason I'm currently sitting in James's living room down in Wellington mm. is because I just came down for the jazz festival. Yeah, so you've been here for since Thursday, and it's now Monday, so you're here for the weekend. Mm. Um, this is your second time coming, so it's almost becoming an annual thing. Yeah, so yeah. Say it's an annual thing. I'd say yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't really get jazz festivals in Auckland like this, or you don't really get jazz shows. No, mm. and it's different because it. I get the feeling that this is the place for jazz in this country. Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's so so much jazz happening. I mean, this is just like um, the jazz festival, but there's stuff happening all the time. You know, there's like a, a newsletter that goes out every week and with all the jazz happening in the city around. So it's not just like it's on for the jazz festival, you know, which is really cool. So Yeah, yeah. and the jazz school's down here, so it all the makes sense. The jazz school is down here, so a lot, a lot of amazing like drummers and stuff, especially drummers, I think, have come out of Wellington. Yeah. Which is very cool. I mean, we'll, we'll get to Miley in a minute. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's a good example of it. But yeah, you, you came down. So what did we do? So Thursday, you landed in the middle of a storm, basically. We had high winds, freezing cold. I lost um, my hat. <laughs> Dan, Dan walked out of the uh, arrivals lounge and his hat blew off straight away. So that was a perfect, you know, windy Wellington introduction. It was. Mm. It's basically instantly like, oh, screw this goddamn place. But mm. yeah. Just... Drove, yes. out, drove out of the airport. I decided to try and take a different route and end up going on a scenic, <laughs> scenic route around the coastline. <laughs> um, yeah, and then so so we went to a pub quiz, a music pub quiz. Yeah, which was interesting. It was hard. It yeah. was very hard. We uh, we didn't do too badly. We, didn't I think we came fifth out of like seven teams. Yeah, fifth out of seven. That's not too bad. Is it? Um, <laughs> we got to third at one point. We got to third at one point. Yeah, there was a um, a round that was on a genre called butt rock which i'd never heard of before b-u-t-t rock um did you know that term i know the term but the music that he played was not <laughs> really the definition because i just assumed it was late 80s uh kind of hair metal anything that's kind of about trying to uh either impress the I don't know the opposite sex or yeah. I know just yeah. so like, kind of sleazy you know so warrant warrant like uh, you know cherry pie mm. uh, yeah yeah motley crew all that kind yeah. of stuff poison mm. but turns out that isn't what butt rock is but no, rock, no according to this guy according to the, according to the quiz master butt rock is bands like um, Nickelback Stain Stain Puddle of Mud Puddle of Mud Creed I suppose you'll put it in there basically if, everything that was uh, 
we could we could have said yeah we grew up in that era yeah so we got I think nine out of ten or maybe even yeah yeah so the guy the guy even said that we did the best we had the best round for that specific one apparently we know we jumped from the, we jumped from like sixth to third <laughs> talking about guilty pleasures hey yeah. the, so that was the peak that was yeah. our peak um, and it was all downhill from there yeah I'm trying to remember like a bad round that we struggled on there was a weird ukulele round ukulele round yeah we had to interpret what it what it was I mean a lady played like a mega mix of like it was like a 10 minute track with bits of songs covered inside and that was quite hard you had to guess what they were yeah. something about dance moves as well yeah. songs that had recognisable mm. crazes yeah didn't really do too well on that didn't do too well on the modern side but. no yeah it was there was lots of hip hop dance moves and stuff yeah so. No Gangnam Style. <laughs> would have got that. I would have got that, like, that. <laughs> um, and then we went to the Rogan Vagabond and we saw the Mingus, the Wellington Mingus Ensemble, who are a yeah, group of... Have we covered this already? I feel like I'm having a deja vu moment. We've, we've touched upon it, I think, in yeah. one or the other. Maybe you could edit that out. And nah, let's keep it in. Keep it in. We so didn't I'm really just, talk much about it. I'm repeating myself. I guess we didn't know. We went um, to see the, yeah, the Wellington Mingus Ensemble play in like a packed bar and they had a nine-piece orchestra. Um, and it was really good. I enjoyed it. And, yeah, it was yeah. very warm <laughs> inside. Yeah. Very warm inside. Yeah. It was very. It's a very small enclosed space. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And there were a lot of people there. A lot of people. Yeah, my my friend Ben came along too, and I'm looking forward to having a chat with him to see what he thought because he's just getting his head around into jazz. Mm. Um, well, you've probably, probably heard a lot more. I've seen a lot more than he has. So mm. yeah, mm. but still, it was a really it was a great way to start off because. Mm. From what I understand, because I'm not too familiar with what no. they were playing. Yeah, they were playing, sorry, The Black Saint and the Sinner Lady, which is like a classic Mingus record. I think it's like one of the the Mingus records. Yeah. yeah, they. from what I understand, they were expanding upon it a bit. Yeah, so I think it's a four, 48 minute and it went for like an hour and 20. So they just, it wasn't like obviously spaced out and jammed, but like I didn't notice that it was longer. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, it wasn't like an obvious jam session on, on a riff or something like that. It was yeah, they just slightly expanded. Yeah, I mean, what did you think? It's for me, it started a something I it was a recurring thing I saw over all of the things music and musicians we saw play. Mm. The fun, the communication, and the fun yeah. about it. Because yeah. I was just thinking, you don't really get. Well, let's say if you were to compare it to just straight up rock music, sure you can see people have fun but there's almost posturing about it yeah, yeah. whereas this was, seemed to be they were mm. generally having fun and also communicating because it's yeah. dependent upon that absolutely yeah I really enjoy like with stuff like that on the nine piece when someone's not playing they'll sit and watch another player playing and they'll be smiling and nodding along to it and like yeah. you know, they have like the respect of like you know I don't know I yeah, like that, that idea yeah, of just, you mutual know, respect because you're mm. generally playing with people you don't often yeah, kind of. It's just you kind of throw it together sometimes. Yeah, so and it's cool that they um, did that. As well. Yeah, they're all very sharp. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And like, yeah, I mean, that album musically has like a lot of like recurring themes and like sound bits that bring 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 it back together. You know, I don't know how to describe it, but it has lots of like certain sound or sound phases that. Um, yeah, it's it's very lyrical, but the motifs that mm, bring it back. For, yeah. There's that through line mm. that keeps. Not to say that some, if it didn't have one, it wouldn't keep your attention, but it mm. certainly was yeah. very effective. And mm. you know, you had enough diversity and all of the different places it went. Mm. You still had the one thing to hold on to. Mm. Yeah, no, it was good. It was really good. good very show. good. Yeah, really good show. Yeah, I enjoyed it. it was Friday night. What did we do? Oh, we went for a drink <laughs> afterwards, did we? Um, on the oh no, we went for an old fashioned. That was so the Friday night 
we uh, went to see um, Miley Men- Menzana. Oh, yeah, okay, and, anyway, uh, re- rewind. So, yeah, yeah. Thursday, Thursday night we finished, and we went and had an old-fashioned to that, that small bar, and they kicked That's it out right. yeah, it was yeah. too late. Yeah. <laughs> and then we woke up Friday with the intention to... Um, record a lot of podcasts and have a reproductive day we kind of we did, did but we were feeling a bit <laughs> seedy, seedy <laughs> a bit hungover um we had a special guest around and i was feeling pretty tired at that point yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was it was quite fun to actually just warm into it it ended up being an episode yeah. where we just sat <laughs> and talked about records yeah, yeah listen to records and yeah actually did the thing that we would normally do yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt to records yeah that was cool um and then what did we do? We went for a big walk outside. A little bit of an explore. Yeah, went around the hilltops and did anything of note happen up there? Um, it was very... Oh, the dog. We've talked about the dog there. Yeah, the dog covered you in dirt. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was cool. And then we went down, yeah, went down Mount Victoria and then we went and had some American food and I was starving at this point. Yeah, because like, we, we hadn't really eaten all day. all day, no. And we had some American, American like fried... With chicken, fried chicken, and stuff. And yeah, a $7 shake, not even a $5 shake. It was no. a $7 shake, and it was worth it. Yeah, definitely. It was yeah. worth it. Then he went for a walk on the waterfront, and it was freezing cold. And yeah, but it, com- compared to Auckland's waterfront, it's so much nice. Yeah, it's very romantic around there. It, it really is. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, if, you, really- if you live in Wellington, and you're not taking your significant other out on a date there. Yeah. I James. No, no, we <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was nice. Then we went and saw um, a gig we were both excited about was uh, Miley Manzanza, um, who is, I think I've mentioned it in my videos, yeah, just an amazing uh, jazz drummer. Incredible. Incredible. Playing with like a electric jazz band, I suppose is the way to describe it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, it was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel Fraser. Rachel the Fraser, the vocalist. Box. Yeah. He's been on a couple, she's been on, I think she played some Shapeshifter tracks. Mm. Um and yeah, there's some some people I hadn't seen before around. Like there was a, a female bass player who was playing a like a rock bass guitar, was it? But she was playing jazz. It was yeah, know. five five like a gnarly five string bass. Yeah, so that added like a real punchy, reminded me a bit of bit of like like later prints in some parts, um, or like a yeah, I don't know how to describe it. Like if I said future jazz, but it's it's not really. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I. Jazz with vocals, but yeah, yeah, j- jazz with vocals, but modern, dark, uh, modern, modern jazz, a bit funky, yeah, dark, yeah, surprisingly the, dark, yeah, 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 yeah. coolest yeah. kind of way. Yeah, it wasn't like yeah, definitely. I would describe it that way, but yeah, he's just an amazingly talented drummer. Please, yeah, check him out. His name's Miley M Y E L E Manzanza M A N Z A N Z A. Yeah, um, check out his stuff on. I think he's got a Bandcamp page and. He's got a really good album called One, yeah, um, which he's, is cool. Yeah, he's on Spotify. There's the other, that first album. Is it? Yeah, on there. There's, that's definitely on there. I think the second one is too. Mm. Yeah, absolutely talented. Yeah, he's just... Incre- like, just incredible in his command of the band. Yeah, definitely. He yeah. was just having the... You could, he was just having the best time. Yeah, definitely. An absolute blast. Yeah. And his, you know, communication mm. with the other band members to actually, you know, win the... the I think the two... Mm. Um, the two musicians playing horns and at one point they sat down and were just listening to it yeah, yeah. he was you know basically trying to get their attention as he was playing the drums yeah that, that was really cool yeah and then we had a bit of a gap and we went and had a cocktail and then we stopped in to see our friend the friend that we interviewed spend uh, oh no no we had about 15 minutes there at the back and then we headed off to um, see the lab coats yeah Caroline 
Yeah, that was a because mm. that was a really interesting space too. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so that was upstairs at the back. Um, we managed to get seats, which was nice to sit down. For yeah, <laughs> after stand. We had a manuka honey beer, which was quite nice. Could not taste the manuka, but that's because I have the palate of a rock. <laughs> the palate of a rock. Yeah, I can't taste anything. Mm. And uh, that was like, um, it was jazz, but it was like there was like Middle Eastern influences and Japanese influences and um, the. <laughs> the eclectic nature of the instruments they played mm. there were some random things yeah, like no. there was a theremin and they kept switching it up yeah they kept switching it up it was a theremin and a um, like a banjo at some point yeah it was very organic the way it shifted yeah yeah they are really talented I remember it started the, yeah. the opening yeah. song was had quite a yeah it was quite a mover and then it mm. just went to all of this weird different yeah these weird different areas and yeah. it kind of didn't lose me but mm. I was kind of zoning out a bit and yeah. then all of a sudden there was this super heavy groove yeah definitely yeah like it was just, amazing they had a I don't know how large the drummer's bass drum was but it was, it was insane like one of those really old school mm. marching band yeah definitely like, yeah. it was like as big as him and mm. it was tuned yeah so when he hit it it was just like Ooh. yeah it was very cool um it was quite different in terms of the Miley show. Like it was like all the guys were, you know, a bit older. They were obviously masters or experts at what they were doing. They yeah, what they were doing. Um, it was cool. Yeah, it was very, very different. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. Well, do you know what you were expecting? <sighs> well, the blurb of the show said that it was they were kind of uh, researching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you got the sense that it's going to be a bit experimental. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. I was expecting yeah, I more out. Expect- Electronic, I guess. Yeah, maybe I was. Yeah, I think I might have been too. Yeah, but it was cool. Mm, it was really cool. So we did that, and then what else did we do? Did we just come home? Sounds a bit boring. <laughs> After that, I, I honestly can't remember. I think we we must have because I didn't wake up hungover. Yeah, that sounds. I'm sure we wouldn't have just gone straight home. Oh no, we did. We went to. Oh, that's Play right. Cards Against Humanity. Right? Yeah, we went to that place, yeah. We went to a bar that was very clean and very like uh, clinical. <laughs> and they had Cards Against Humanity, so we just played that and had a beer. Yeah. Think, and then we came home. Yeah. Just mm. a nice chill way to, to yeah. end that. So that was quite a big day, I think. Yeah. Did a lot. It was a long day. And then Sunday. Jeez, this is where it gets a bit... Saturday. Remember. Oh, hang on. That's right. Yeah, so we got messed up. <laughs> and Saturday, I think we had a pretty... I woke up late. I woke up at like 10 o'clock. And we just went for a walk to some record stores. Yeah, got um, some couple of couple of records. You got some really there. nice things. Do you want yeah. to talk about what you got? Or um, I picked up. Um, I found a Man or Astro Man album. I'm obsessed with that band, and mm. I'd never thought I'd get as much on vinyl from them as I have done. Mm. But I picked up one of their records. It was in. Mm. It was in good nick. I can't yeah. remember what. What else? Uh, Shudder to think. Shudder. Oh yeah, Shudder to think. Yeah. Again, another band that. You can get the reissues. I mean, they've they've got some Discord reissues, but mm. they had a couple of original pressings, mm. and I got uh, "Get Your Goat." I think it's called. It was, so. it was the album before the album that I really, really want called yeah. Pony Express Record. Uh. I killed to have that record, but yeah. um, I was like, after the second "Shattered mm. to Think" uh, album appeared in that, um, in just like in the box, I'm like, oh my god, is this going to happen? Is it going to yeah. happen? It didn't happen. Didn't happen. But I was still very pleased with that purchase. Yeah. Did you get three things, or did you just get two? I think I just got the. Oh, did I check the box? Hey, I'm just going to go put my jumper on on top of my coffee. I 
I, I think I got the shed, uh, the um, the Sabbath the next. Oh yeah, the next day. No, did you get Sabbath? No, that was not. I got um. Oh, that yeah, that yeah. was from. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so you only got two things. Yeah, only only two records that day. But... Sorry, guys. I'm actually just putting on my jumper and I'm gonna go and top up my coffee. <laughs> so my voice may be further away, but that's what we're gonna pause it. Let's pause it. Okay. And and because of the magic of time travel yeah. and or recording technology, this will be instantaneous for you. My candle is whistling. <laughs> <laughs> we bought this kettle from Japan because the description of the whistle was sweet harmonica. That's like the, what apparently it's meant to sound like. I'm getting agonizing pain. Yeah, I can't hear sweet harmonica. I can hear screaming. Like a, there's, there's a poor creature in there just being tortured. Like yeah, it sounds like the air is escaping from a small hole. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Somebody strangling the life out of yeah. a little cretin. Are you still recording? When am I not recording? <laughs> I'm just making a coffee because... Anyone that's seen my videos knows that I am capable of speech unless coffee is in my hand. Totally addicted to coffee, James. Yeah, I know. Not... When did that stuff you? Um, hmm. No, when I was a kid. Oh, I, I should hope not, because. No, no, no. That stuff. Um, I think when I started working full time. Actually, not, not even at uni, I didn't really have much coffee. I started having coffee at uni a little bit, but it wasn't like a fully addiction. I didn't have it every day and stuff, just when I needed it when I was tired. And then when I started being yeah, full-time at work, it just became like a routine and a habit, I guess. And now you can't get out. You're trapped. No. You're stuck. I, I, you, you don't know what it's like, but... <laughs> I don't. No, you don't. But if you start <laughs> having coffee for like one or two days, you get these massive headaches. The withdrawals. And you get withdrawals and you can't focus and... It's like the shakes that you get and stuff. <laughs> it's hard. I guess, so that's why I should start drinking coffee immediately. Mm, yeah, no. I've, I've I mean, got a severe lack of shakes in my life. You had coffee the other morning. I right? did, but yeah. I usually keep it to the weekends. Yeah. Keep it mm. quite limited. So anyway, I was going to say a story about Miley Manzanza and how I sort of like discovered him. Um, I think someone, maybe even Simon Sweetman many years ago posted a link to this amazing New Zealand drummer called Miley Manzanza who at the time had just released that first album on CD Mm. called One Uh, and I put it on and he did a really cool cover of like a McCoy Tyner is it sorry is this a plant in my video is this in the way of you no I'm enjoying the um, (laughs) playing with my beard (laughs) the leaf (laughs) that sounds completely just (laughs) random and weird but trust me it's fine um, covered like I think a McCoy Tyner track or something like that. Anyway, I really loved the album. It like I was like blown away, and I listened to it on Bandcamp heaps. I only came out on CD, so I just listened online. And then I saw this is then I was in Melbourne, living in Melbourne at the time, and I saw that he was playing in Melbourne with um, three other musicians or four other musicians as, as part of the jazz festival. And he was he was he had just left Electric Wire Hustle at that point. Um, which are more of a electronic, funky band, I guess. Yeah, that's rather than a jazz band. Yeah, like yeah, really groove based. But yeah, yeah, really well, group. If I say soul, that's probably the word wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but kind of. Yeah, like electronic group, funk, soul band. Yeah, Re- really cool band. Um, anyway, he just left them, and I dragged along two guys I I know in Melbourne, a guy called 
Fred Bigstar 1000. If if you guys watch my videos, you'll know who that is. And uh, Christian, he used to make videos. We went along to the show, um, and they didn't know what it was. They didn't know what to expect. Um, it was called like the Ross Ross McHenry Ensemble, and they just had a record out called Distant Oceans, and um, they it was like a, I think it was like a six piece. So there was a saxophone player from New Zealand called Adam Page and Miley on drums. And it was just like an incredible show. Um, for anyone that knows like uh, Herbie Hancock and Wine Dishy, it was kind of it was kind of like that. Um, but just absolutely like, yeah, everyone was absolutely blown away. Um, you know, we bought the record on the spot at the time. The record was like 20 bucks. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I haven't got it here, but I've got it up in Auckland. Uh, but yeah, that's like an amazing, amazing record. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you should check it out. Yeah, but he, he's a drummer on that record. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, Distant Oceans. It's, it's really good. Anyway, so um, at the end of the gig, the older band were just sort of like hanging around and stuff. And I was like a bit of a fanboy for Miley. Like, I was like, oh, this is so cool. So I think one of the guys was like, let's see if we can get signatures on the back of these. So we went, went around to each, you know, each person. Have I told you the story already? I, I don't, don't think so. Okay. Uh huh. And, you know, I was getting my signatures and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to go get Miley's signature. And I was a bit, like, nervous. This is so, I hope he's not hearing this. But <laughs> if he hears this, he shouldn't. He might. Nah. He shouldn't. <laughs> this uh, pod- nobody, please, nobody listens to this podcast. Nobody listens to this podcast. And, like, I, he was standing at the bar and I put my hand on his shoulder and I was like, hey, man, I'm such a big fan. But put my hand on his shoulder and I left my hand there just too long <laughs> for it to be weird. Like, it was just that little bit too long. <laughs> That made it really awkward. Oh, that's such a James thing. To I know. Do. I, cause I, didn't, I didn't know how to like introduce myself. So for some reason, I just put my hand on his shoulder. <laughs> hey man, and he's like taller than me, so it was even weirder. <laughs> You're like and reaching then, up to like. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, he, he eventually like signed signed it, and we had like a pretty arbitrary chat. Like it wasn't like you know, it wasn't. It was nice. Like it wasn't cold or anything, but it wasn't like you know. Yeah. Explosive. <laughs> but yeah, he, he signed the record and stuff. But I, the whole time, I was just like. Fucking hell! Why did it, was just, if it was, it would feel like if it was just a second, a tap on the shoulder. It wasn't, but for some reason, I placed my <laughs> you, hand on there. That lingering hand, lingering hand, the affectionate, lingering just hand. Maybe like you know, two seconds is maybe the max, but this was like three, four, <laughs> which is a long time, you know, for a hand. It's like when people shake your hand and they don't yeah. let go. Yeah, they just look you directly in the eye. Well, no, it's at a least, bit unnerving. At least with that. You can see the person. You know it's happening. This was like a hand on the shoulder from behind. <laughs> Some random hand from probably, a fan. He's probably thinking, "Oh, which one of my like close associates, like really mm, close mm, associates?" Because mm. no one else would even no, do that. No, so that that was a bit creepy. And then, and then you know, I kind of followed him. And then when I first moved back to Melbourne uh, to Wellington, like maybe about eighteen months ago, he was playing a show here with the same guys, but as a trio, and that was like in a rainy. It was like a rainy, you know, August or October night at the San Fran bathhouse. So I, I went and um, I went by myself and he, I walked into San Fran, I hadn't been there before and he was on the door there. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. So, and he had a pile of the CDs, like I just put the record and I was like, oh, hey, like I was a bit like blown away that he was just standing there. I didn't expect, he expected to see someone random dude on the door just a friend of the band on the door yeah so I was like oh hey and I'm such a big fan and I remember something about either I knocked over a stack of CDs or he did <laughs> or a stack of the CDs I'm gonna say it's probably you yeah so this was when 1.1 just came out oh uh, okay um, and then I had a quick chat to him about, about that but that, again that was pretty arbitrary I don't know no, it was fine yeah, yeah. 
There's, yeah, I mean, it's hard to expect somebody mm. Mm. that you don't really know. To, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> to no, 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 I'm not like asking for like some connection or <laughs> give, something like that. Give me a connection. Give me a connection. But um, that was kind of weird. And then, yeah, the, the show happened and there was about maybe nine people there in total. And a pre- it's a pretty big venue, so it's kind of a weird space. I ended up sitting next to his dad. Oh, Sam. Sam and Desert. Yes. Oh, nice. And I, didn't ch- I didn't chat to him or anything, but I just like was aware that was his dad yeah, oh, next cool. to me. So and then, and then so it was... Um, a trio and then Rachel Fraser came on uh, for the last couple of songs they did on the move there. Uh, um, yeah, and that I was, was and that was like the time where I was like absolutely blown away by it. I thought, you know, it was like the best thing ever. Yeah. And I was pretty close. I was basically sitting on a chair at the front. Anyway, but that it was, was pretty like, incredible. It was pretty amazing. Um and that's what like I was like, okay, this is great. And then the third time I saw them, this is probably boring to everybody. <laughs> I'm listing times I saw an artist, the venues that you have no idea what I'm talking about. But I I think it's to, to get an idea of how reverential you are to him because we, so, were, yeah. we were talking about it mm. I truly think he's an amazing amazing he's amazing a force guy. of nature he just doesn't get he needs to get more international the amount of control and his dynamics and feel yeah definitely it's yeah. ridiculous mm, mm. it's yeah. like he was born to play it he needs to be over in the UK at the moment in that whole jazz scene yeah, yeah I think he's an amazing drummer and like it's it's like yeah, I even feel on the 1.1 live record doesn't capture what he can do as much as what he can do in real life. Stand yeah. there in front mm-hmm. of him watching. <laughs> I mean, it must be hard because there's no like there's no framework in New Zealand to recognise people that much in New Zealand, like yeah. for jazz. Like there's no um like if you're a pop singer, labels will snap you up, you become Lord, you become whatever, like there's a framework. Mm. Whereas for anyone that isn't you know, like, you know, in, in the UK, if you're a jazz musician you can pl- there's so much there's there's you know, festivals, there's uh, you know, showcases, there's like act- there's like a framework for talent. Whereas here, anything that's not pop or marketable, there's no framework thing. It's just forced to the side. Yeah, you, know, you have to fight for it. You have to really fight for it or it just won't happen or you have to leave the country. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I don't know if he will leave, but I feel like he needs to go. And mm. Yeah, it might be he loves it too much here. To Maybe, yeah. I don't know. It must be hard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously happy with his life, but... yeah. But you get, you do get the feeling that mm. if he were to be transplanted into mm. a more not respectful scene, because mm. the people yeah. came out to all of the gigs, and yeah, he even he even commented saying that it's mm. the people coming out and supporting the shows yeah. that make it mm. difference. Yeah, yeah. But you do get the sense that mm. if there was a, like if he did go to the UK, he'd probably like yeah, be the king well. of that whole scene. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Miley Manzanza. So yeah, th- then I saw him at like an open air f- park at the Botanical Gardens and he played like a really funky, groovy set to try and like, you know, capture the masses or whatever. And that was like a crowd, like quite a big crowd of like maybe 200, 300 people. And it was just him. There was just him and a band oh, playing. Wow. So that was like quite, quite a cool thing. Yeah. And that, that was really good fun. Um, and then I saw him again with you. Yeah. That's my little story. And I, I was super, super happy to see him because mm. that was one of the when James said, hey, you want to come down to the Jazz Fest? Yeah. I had, had a quick look at mm. who was playing and when I saw that. I was yeah. like, of course, yeah, I'm coming down. I, yeah. want to, I want to see that man live. That was a big reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was cool, yeah. Anyway. And then on the, the Saturday, yeah, we went to a record store, got a couple of records, we walked yeah. around. I didn't buy anything because I, I, I am on a vinyl budget. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I didn't buy anything at all. Like, I had things in my hand. I was this close close to buying stuff and I just you know put them back you showed you showed remarkable self-restraint I showed remarkable self-restraint um, and it was hard I can um, tell 
Yeah, you could tell and I put stuff back and I was like, okay. And I felt good that I didn't buy anything. Yeah. And then Saturday night, we were meant to, well, we didn't book tickets, but we were going to go to a show. But we ended up going to a bar and playing cards and drinking cocktails. Instead. Yeah. Which was, was good. Like it was a, really good. Yeah, it's not a regretful thing. We just was. It was just sort of. A, it's freezing here at the moment because it's winter. We're in a nice warm bar, good drinks, good card games. Yeah, we are uh, hard to leave to go to a show. We both didn't really know any card games, so we had to yeah. look it up we had and to it, Google them. Yeah. Ended up playing Go Fish, mm. which is a no banger. one probably knows. That that thing, that game, yeah. is fun. Yeah, that was fun. Um, so Dan beat me. Like I think we played like five rounds and. I think I sort of, I think I beat you on the last round. You beat me on the last round? So I was slowly like getting, getting the angles happening. <laughs> yeah. Figuring it out. Because <laughs> um, I haven't played it before where you played it before, so but, yeah. That was good. I haven't got any cards here to play it. We should just play it for the podcast. Because <laughs> I mean, you do have to say everything that you do. It wouldn't, it wouldn't work. <laughs> well, maybe. I haven't got cards here. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, and then we didn't see any more shows, which means this isn't really like a review of the jazz festival. It's not like a our thoughts on the jazz festival. It's not like a you know, I don't know how to describe it. We were it's, it's we, just we, our, what we did. Like we we weren't a, we weren't reviewers. No, we're not for a publication. No, producing no. some retrospective no. analysis of all no. of the different bands. No, or like I'm not going to yeah, give our thoughts on the jazz. Festival. I mean, it's it is great that it's on. That's definitely something like yeah. I look forward to every year. Um, I don't haven't been to like any of the big headline acts because I don't like any of them. Or they, they honestly, genuinely don't appeal to me. Uh, like virtuoso performances and heaps of like yeah middle aged white dudes shows. I much rather go to like see the young jazz people playing or the you know it's, get to see the local musicians yeah play rather than the international. Because I mean the international ones here I'm, I'm like I don't think are particularly amazing. It's just. I don't want to slag it on the podcast. Well, <laughs> no, but it's not slagging. It's just your thoughts. Yeah, okay. So my, my thoughts are... So one of the headline acts was this guy called John Beasley. Who, and he was doing something called the Monk Estra, which was like obviously a play on Thelonious Monk and an orchestra. And it was like an orchestral f- version or something of Thelonious Monk songs. But to me, the magic of Thelonious Monk is the beautiful, simple playing of a one solo piano. It's like the whole magic of Monk to me is capturing how intimate and the way he plays and you can feel how he plays. Like that's all about him. And to take it out and put it into an orchestra, I just don't think I would want to see that. No. I don't think, I, I don't think that's what I want to, how I would want to see Monk songs being played. Um, in a big theater, you know, with 500 people and a whole bunch of white dudes <laughs> doing that. I don't know. It doesn't feel like, it doesn't seem right. Yes. Yeah. It just seems like it's watering it down in a way. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it what, just what, seems what, weird to. I, mean, I like the idea of changing the context and mm. hearing it in a different form. But mm. if the whole like like you say, if the magic is yeah. purely focused on his playing, yeah, yeah definitely. Then it kind yeah. of defeats the point to just know. drown it with a whole I, bunch. I'm of just imagining like some dude doing like you know Thelonious Monk things on a guitar or something like terrible <laughs> like that. Just like, doesn't work. Like, oh, I just don't want it. Yeah. And um, I, I did actually read a review of... Because he put out an album for it too. And didn't get it very good. He got three stars. And I was like, okay, well, that's definitely enough. Definitely yeah. That I don't want to see. So that was one of the, the main acts. Um, the other one was... Uh, you guys are probably going to shoot me down for this. Because you go, oh, you shouldn't have gone to this. Uh, Chris Dave and the Drumheads. And he I think he drums in Robert Glasper and stuff like that. And 
I don't know if I want to see like a drum virtuoso show or pay a hundred bucks to go see that, you know? If we're to compare it to something like Miley Manzanza where mm. he is that, but he's yeah. doing it in a musical context instead yeah. of a, like mm. in a song context. Yeah, yeah Instead definitely. of like, when I hear drum solos, I'd, I, I don't know, I just, it's the same thing if I was to go and see just a guitar solo, I do playing a guitar solo mm. with the occasional chipping in of other band members yeah. with other instruments I'd just be like it's pure wank I don't yeah. want to listen to that no I don't really get into that whole thing no or like just technicality for technicality's sake I don't yeah know. but I don't know I'm still, I, don't, I don't know what the show is like at all I'm just slugging it off but <laughs> I was like if, if you're like if yeah, I don't know if it's called the drum heads and your name's Big Daddy Dave or something like that it just does not appeal <laughs> it's like if you've got to like put if you've got to call yourself the drum heads then <laughs> I don't know. Are you trying to cater? I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. Know. Do you get what I mean? It's like <laughs> show for drummers. Yeah, show, is it show for drummers? I don't know. It's, yeah. But I, I, I kind of get where you're coming from because it'd be the same thing with different genres. We mm. get like a big rock band coming through. Mm. And like I don't want to see that. I want to go and see some like yeah more underground crusty kind of thing yeah. at, a, at a bar know. with actual yeah. People, I mean, like at the end of the day, the thing that keeps us going, the festival going, is the local people here that's like that's yeah. the lifeblood of this town it's like you know yeah exactly you know, if, if it's the locals then you should be supporting yeah. well you you shouldn't feel an obligation to go like no, oh I feel no. like I should support the locals mm. yeah. but it just ends up mm. being more enjoyable I more know, fun yeah. anyway because I mean at the end of the day these locals are the ones slogging it out every all year playing jazz here because no one else is doing it you know and I mean I mean they must feel pretty odd that like they play all the time and they're getting small numbers and they're amazingly talented and then someone like this Monkestra thing can come along and it will sell out the, the a massive venue and so well, where are these people where are these people the, the whole year round like why yeah. don't you know what I mean like you know I mean there's a whole stigma with like jazz festivals of like yeah I don't know what the stigma is like just I don't know if I got kicked back to middle middle aged yeah, rich you... people or something like that oh especially it seems to be that case here like there's not like a youth movement well, I mean, there is here, but I mean, the, the, you know, it, it is, they play it like the, uh, the hall, the big like hall here. Like it's like quite yeah. a, it's like a jazz night out. Like, you know, people go out and have a cocktail before and like it has that vibe. Whereas I like the dirt, dirty jazz and the dirty rundown bar, you know, where people are just like grooving. Yeah. And I mean, not too, dis- what, yeah, not too dissimilarly comparing to something like the preconceived notion of what an or- somebody who listens to orchestral music is like. Mm. You'd think, oh, they've got to be um, upper, yeah, upper yeah. Uh, white class mm. and, mm. you know, we're going to have a really lovely evening. You know, yeah. just like, mm. I don't know, it just, it just seems un- un- like uninviting but also impenetrable. Mm. Definitely. Rather yeah. than, hey, this, we're just a bunch of mm. humans playing <laughs> yeah. playing music, and there's no stigma attached to no, it. Jazz should not have that stigma, but it does, unfortunately. I don't know. I don't know where it got lost along the way. I don't know. If I just yeah, because like, yeah, I guess I'd be as someone who doesn't necessarily know a terrible amount about jazz, but mm. who likes what I can yeah. mostly. Mm. Coming into it, it's nice to go to those gigs where it's it just seems like oh, this is just like going to see like a Any weird other. little indie band or something yeah definitely yeah yeah that's that, that, that's that's like my like I, obviously I'm appreciative that there's even a jazz festival on but I just don't like the perception that's why I'm loving the UK jazz scene at the moment because everyone is young 
everyone's playing together, everyone plays on each other's albums, everyone's absolutely pushing each other. Um, I should watch, oh, we'll see how we go for time, but I should put you on a bit of that documentary called We Out Here. It's just, um, like, it feels like, it feels like over there, jazz has shifted to a younger audience, um, which is amazing. Like, it seems like it's almost been, like, pulled away. Reclaimed? Reclaimed <laughs> is what, yeah, I'm looking for. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, obviously, it hasn't been reclaimed. I'm sure there's still stuff going on, you know. Yeah. Um, playing safe jazz and stuff but yeah these guys have really got um, mixtures of electronics African stuff uh, they've managed to capture the like the power of like hip hop and street culture and blend it with jazz in a way that you know like that's that's that's, that's the cutting edge of they, stuff at the moment they've made it relevant by making it modern yeah, by exactly. embracing everything that is happening at the yeah. moment mm. I mean that's yeah that's what I love about jazz um, anyway so that's sort of my <laughs> long like, digression on the jazz festival. Yeah, mm. I, I think I think it was it was good to kind of touch upon it. Hmm. Yeah, um, and the weekend's almost over. You're back up to Auckland. Yeah, You're leaving a few hours to go to the airport. Yeah, kind of a bit, sad, a bit sad to leave. Yeah, it's gone very quick. It has. It's it's been quick in a really good way. I feel like yeah. we've done heaps. Yeah. Had a really great time. Yeah, Wellington has been an amazing host. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like for a city that's probably like you know. A third of the size of Auckland. There's a lot to do, a lot yeah. to check out. And it's different. There's a definite. You feel how different it is. We're all New Zealanders, but there's yeah. a different kind of different vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. It is nice, and you got some nice records. Which you I don't did always find. Got a got a hole. Oh, we skipped. We skipped on the hole yesterday. We did. I, I did feel. We? I feel like the the episode of the day yeah, where we yeah. have excerpts from that. That's true. Of, yeah, we we recorded a whole. <laughs> Day of me driving around. You could, you could probably hear the tiredness level setting over the duration. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but you got some cool records yesterday. Yeah, I ended up uh, blowing... Uh, no, not blowing the budget, but breaking the uh, thing just because like, there was definitely some things I had to get, yeah. You'll have to do Dry July. I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll have to, yeah. Just, it's just like, it's not like I overspent or I spent a huge amount, but it's just the principle of like breaking, not buying records, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was enough you couldn't refuse. Definitely, yeah. There's a Blue Note record I could not refuse. No. So. Yeah. Uh, do I want, you want me to talk, should I talk about it or should we? Well, it's, this is still a jazz episode. It's it's a, yeah, I picked up um, Gratia Monaco, the third Evolution. Um, and it has an amazing lineup. Oh, I can't remember. It's got like a Lee Morgan, uh, Bobby Hutchison. I've forgotten. Uh, it's just, yeah, an amazing players. And like that. that's like a... Um, Blue Note Liberty, so like the fir- the first, the first pressing is like something like you know four hundred bucks, five hundred bucks. <laughs> the second pressing is like three hundred, two hundred. Um, the third pressing is like you know one fifty, one sixty, and this is like a fourth pressing. I go for thirty bucks. So I don't know, I don't know where that sits on the spectrum. I think that's that's a record that I've, I haven't seen a cheap copy of. I've seen an original copy on a wall in a record store for like a stupid amount. Wow. Once before, but I've never seen a copy. So th- that that to me is a score. Yeah, I was. I was standing next to you and I heard an audible gasp. Yeah. <laughs> I think the guy in the record store heard an audible gasp. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, <gasps> I know. But the weird thing is, is he had a he had a, a bin called Rare and Collectible and that's what I was digging through. And that was in there, so like I was like, Oh, that'll be expensive. Yeah. And like for New Zealand, by the way, this to find this record is, is like a pretty a pretty big deal. Which I'm sure you guys in the UK in the US it's just lying around or it's maybe it's not, not so much of a big deal. Um but to have it at thirty bucks in the rare bin, I was like, "Is that a typo? Like, maybe was it? It was a typo. Maybe yeah. Um, 
Because yeah. I, I probably, you're like, I would have bought it. For, I would have bought it for sixty, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the record store we went to was actually an out of town one too, which is kind of interesting. Like it wasn't one in the city; it was around the bay. Yeah. Um. So I was very surprised to see that. Yeah. Books and it, and I've played it and it's in like amazing shape. It's very 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 quiet. Yeah, <laughs> very quiet, which is really cool. So that was a really good score. And then I picked up. I did a minute bit of haggling, and got um the slits cut. Um which is their debut record, um, originally UK pressing, which I've been after for maybe almost two years now. Um, I just haven't seen it. I could buy it online, but he, when I originally, we went to the store where he didn't have prices on things. When he originally told me the value, what he wanted for it, it was, it was too much for what I wanted to pay. Um, but then I checked Discogs on my phone in the store and I can see that it has jumped up a lot in the past, uh, like, to two years so I was like oh okay so he's obviously going with Discogs prices which pissed me off but <laughs> I was like oh alright so then I, I made him an offer that was halfway between what he offered and what I wanted to pay and he's accepted it so you know yeah. I got it cheaper than Discogs yeah that's got to be a victory got to be a victory so I was happy with that yeah so I got two really good scores yeah. and, and in a way I'm glad I didn't buy records on the Saturday that I only half wanted I got two things that I really wanted the next day. It's like cutting yeah. the karma or something. It, it is, and it's testament to trying to just have all killer. Mm, yeah, yeah. You end up with things you're really happy with instead yeah. of a whole bunch of stuff that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. Yeah. So overall verdict for the jazz festival success. Well, are we talking about the jazz festival or the experience of the weekend? The experience of the uh, 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 experience of yeah, the good you know surrounding the jazz festival. That's good. Yeah, it's it. It good weekend. Yeah. I, don't th- I think we got everything done that we were meant to get done. Oh, the other thing we didn't get is a gift for your <laughs> That's happening today before we fly. Okay. Uh, okay. Fly. <laughs> and, and one more thing. <laughs> no, I'm not going to talk about what you're going to talk I think I'm going to talk about. Then don't. Do you know what I was going to talk about? Maybe. Yes. Well, I don't know. No, it probably isn't. I'm leaving the sin. <laughs> I was just going to talk about the uh, comedian last night. Oh, Give a shout out. So that was not not what you thought I was. No, going no. Okay. <laughs> now, now you're thinking. What yeah, did I you am. think I was going to say? Um, I, I'm a really big fan of this, this comedian called Stuart Lee, and uh, I've I've like no one I seem to know likes Stuart Lee. Um, I've tried it to my other friends, and no one's you know liked him. Tali doesn't really like him. Um, not many people like him on, you know, there's, there's, I mean, there's like a divert, there's a fan base online that like him, but I haven't met many people that actually like him. Um, and I was like, I played to my dad, he must like him, it's my dad, surely, and my dad didn't like him, so I was like, right, Dan is like the last frontier. And it's always hard to know, like, what clip to play with that guy, but I think you enjoyed, enjoyed it. Yeah. I did, there's something about his, <laughs> the pace yeah, definitely. And <laughs> a very slow pace. Yeah, mm. and just, he just drags things out, and I love that, Mm. The uh, that co- the comedic idea that repetition and mm. pro like prolonging something mm. something be- kind of becomes unfunny yeah and then when it at a certain point it just becomes the most hilarious thing you've ever heard yeah but he had a a great bit about uh, Richard what was Richard his name? Hammond from Top Gear yeah which I I don't I really despise Top Gear yeah. and all of those yeah Macho those hosts shows. Yeah. yeah all yeah just anything that's toxic and you know mm. it. It's exclusive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not yeah. inclusive. Yeah. So I thoroughly enjoyed him ripping him to shreds. That yeah, was fun. Absolutely. It's just a joke. <laughs> so good. And the, yeah, there's a, he has a, like, I guess you'd call it a classic 
sketch about um, the pears. Yeah, yeah, 100%. What is it? Uh, uh, yeah, just search uh, Stuart Lee. Stuart Lee pears. Uh, pears 100% or something it's, like that. It's well worth the. A 20, it was 25 minute. It's a 25 minute joke. <laughs> uh, one joke, honestly. Yeah, one joke. Uh, it's really good. It's really good, yeah. yeah. Um, very well done. I'm just thinking about it now. <laughs> it's, <laughs> so really, good. it's really good. Yeah. So that was that. And then, yeah, uh, that was last night. And then we sat in early night. And then. Yeah. And yeah. now now it's time to say goodbye. Yeah, I know. Goodbye. When's the next time we'll be in the in the flesh talking? I well, I technically am in Auckland next week, <laughs> but I'm too busy to, yeah. to do it. So I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, it might be a while. Yeah, otherwise it'll be back to Skype. Back to the world of Skype. We're going to have to get you set up with a good mic, too. I know. I need to, I need to sort out that. All right, cool. Let's let's wrap it up. Sweet. Um, thank you for watching. <laughs> watching. Yes. <laughs> this is my with, the, with the mind. <laughs> thank you for watching with the mind. Um, if you like this, please give us a, a like or a share or, yep. or please leave us a comment. Yeah, we're on the Facebook with yeah. our. Uh, I think it's just uh, Good Bad LP. Yeah. Cast maybe mm. something. And if you want to email us, yeah, got an email account. Yeah, if you. Yeah, ask us some questions or something. Please send us an email. Yeah, we'll, email we'll us. To, um, mm-hmm. You know, just ask us on Facebook. Ask just us anything. Ask us anything. What do you want to know? What do you want us to talk about? Yeah, we can talk. We can talk. We can ramble for hours. We can do it. Yeah. You won't want to listen to it, but we will do it anyway. Yeah, t- tell us. Yeah. Yeah. So the email is goodbadlpcast at gmail dot com. We'd yeah. love to hear your lovely handwritten scribes on yeah. on, on the typewriter. Of, yeah. of life, of life. No, no, honestly, genuinely, please send us a. <laughs> yeah. Please, please send us something because yeah, we don't have any content. And on that bombshell, to go yeah. back to Top Gear. Yeah. Farewell. Farewell. Is that how they end? And Top Gear. Uh, I think he's yeah, like maybe. And on that bombshell. Oh, is that what they say? Okay. That, on that I'm bombshell. Just the joke. Get oh. wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> there we go. That can be the end. Or could it? Are we going to do it? No, we've already done this already. We've already done this game. We have. Yeah. We can't. All right, guys. Thank you very much. See you next time. Stay tuned.